Welcome back to the Fit Dad Club podcast. My name is Travis Jones. I'm here with Jason Barrett. Jace, how are you doing today, mate? Uh, surprisingly fantastic. Immy slept in till seven o'clock today. I heard my alarm for the first time in must have been, I don't know, months. Uh, so I'm, I'm a bundle of delight today. Um, so yeah, I'm vibing. How are you going, man? I'm really good, dude. Like uh, another week down, I'm doing my project... 90 fit dad so i'm just like ticking off buckets every single day i've ran you know 100 where we 12 days into when we actually filming this 12 days into the year i think i've ran about 130 kilometers so far 140 kilometers so far for the year um i'm I'm up to my 80 k's a week this week and uh i'll keep adding 10 k's until i start hitting my 100 k weeks by the end of jan and Mate, then, then we're golden. We're, we're going to hit 4,000 Ks of running this year whilst trying not to turn into a marathon-looking person and holding some lean muscle mass. And that's not to discriminate the marathon-looking people, but I, I do want to keep a good solid base of muscle yeah. mass on my body. Um, I definitely I, lean more marathon than I do uh, bodybuilder. <laughs> that's, uh, so I, I, on behalf of all of us lanky boys, no offense taken, it's all good. <laughs> uh, thank you, mate. Thank you. And I definitely don't lean on that side of things myself. So, uh, I, um, But I do want to keep my muscle mass. So I think that's yep. it's making sure that I hit my three sessions a week minimum as far as my heavier weight training and a couple of Metcons. But life's good, man. Spending my time with the boys every day. Um, just, you know, ticking boxes on the daily, um, which is good. Like I, I, I'm very regimented as far as, um, the dopamine hit I get from tasks being done. So I'm enjoying that and my way I'm approaching this new year for the first 90 days anyway. And it keeps me motivated. And I think Mm. that's exactly what we wanted to talk about today. Um, you know, there's there's a lot to do with motivation, and you know, we're set two weeks into the new year, guys. Um, some of you might have created resolutions, or you're still embarking on a weight loss and body transformation goal. But motivation, especially for those who have just started, tends to waver three weeks into the year. Like it just mm-hmm. does. I think like ninety percent plus of people, you know, stop their resolutions within four weeks of actually starting the year, which is actually quite crazy. Um, and we want to talk to you today about what to do when motivation does waver and also like why motivation wavers in the first place. And I think, you know, for all of you listening today, you know, we've got a bunch of stuff to cover. You know, you might know, um, this might be you, or this guy could be someone that you know, who's trying to embark on this journey. I might give you a couple of tips to help them stay motivated as well. Mm. So Jace, um, yeah, go, mate, go. I was just going to say, for me, one of the um, one of the things I like to cover off on before we go in, like deep into motivation, is the ultimately two kinds of motivation. And I was chatting to this about some of my new guys that came on board as part of the you know the new year. A few clients are wanting to to transform, and there are two kinds of motivation. There's toward motivation, motivated by pursuing something and achieving a goal, and then there's away from motivation. So being motivated by getting away from a negative feeling. And a lot of people, a lot of guys start this journey and they start this process because they have away from motivation. They're like, I don't want to feel fat anymore. I want to stop feeling shit. I don't want to look in the mirror and be like, oh, like I, I want to get away from this yuck feeling, this, this bad feeling. The problem is a lot of them don't set necessarily a, like a very motivating end goal to actually move towards. They've got something to run away from, but you can only run away from something while, it, while it's painful. And then as soon as it stops being painful and as soon as you don't feel fat anymore, which can happen for some guys you know, pretty early on, I lose like three or four kilos. Oh, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling motivated. Like I'm feeling like um, 
I'm not feeling fat anymore. But then motivation slowly drifts away because it's like, well, now what are you running from? And you've got not you've got nothing that you're running for. So you just kind of um, lose motivation. So think about that. If you've started on this journey, you've been motivated probably by getting away from, you know, feeling like a fat fuck for lack of a better word, but you are, that's what you've been motivated by and you've not got any bigger picture goal to work towards. That's what I want you to think about is how have you been motivated by things in the past? Have you been motivated by, I've got to make money because I've got nothing in the bank. I've got a deadline and I've got to, got to hustle to make it happen. Or are you motivated by, I want to pursue a beautiful life for my family and I want to achieve more. So it's like, you don't got to wait until your ass is in the fire until you step up and actually do stuff. Um, because that's one way that you lead to broken down relationships, getting into debt, getting into financial trouble. If you always wait until you're at the red line before you get your ass into gear. So it's kind of the, the motivation is going to be more than just health and fitness. It's going to be applicable across all areas, but you've got to understand what has been your motivators up to date and how does that maybe need to change so you have a bit more sustainable long-term motivation because otherwise you just yo-yo the fuck out of your life. Yeah, man. And I, I was actually having a similar conversation as we were talking about before the podcast started. Like one of my guys is, is lost 10 kilos and he's just struggling to then now keep moving forward because he was very pain motivation driven at the start. Um, and then, you know, Christmas happens, like your know, structure goes out the window. And then when structure goes out the window, it's just trying to get the momentum going back, um, going forward. But what happens is if you're motiv- motivated by pain and you're trying to switch across to be motivated towards pleasure, in, in between that is where so many people get stuck. And this is what's called a complacency trap, right? Because you're not in pain anymore. You're not in pleasure you're in the middle and you get complacent with, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. Or I'll have one extra bite. Or the kids' snacks. Or I'll do three workouts this week and not four. Um, and we slowly allow the habits that got us out of pain slacken. And we do a little bit less. And then this is the constant yo-yo that people suffer for a decade, two decades of their life. They never actually get the body they want or the health that they want, but they're constantly moving between complacency and pain, between like mediocrity and less than mediocrity. Um, so, you know, my, my, my challenge and question was to him is like, you know, it, it, do you actually want to be the role model for your kids and family with health and fitness? Or would you like another dad to be that role model? Because either way, someone's going to be that role model with health and fitness. You, are you, do you want to be the fit and strong dad that they look up to or are they looking up to little Johnny's dad as the representation of someone who is fit and strong, right? And, and this is true. Like kids look up to role models. You know, that's why there is superheroes. We all love superheroes. There's no, well, there might be, but there's not one, you know, super fat, weak superhero who runs super slow. I don't know if there's one called Super Sloth, but I don't. I've never heard of Super Sloth. Um, but there's a reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but there's a reason why these superheroes are the uh, epitome. When we're talking about men, the epitome of a strong, fast, um, you know, courageous, brave man. And kids love superheroes. One because they can do cool things, but the cool things they can do. You know, like Batman, Batman just has money and just stro- and just is brave, right? Like he doesn't, it wasn't born with powers. So be the Batman of your power, of your family. Like be the, the kids, like my dad is just like a superhero. He's strong, he's fast and he's courageous and he does stuff with us. And, you know, as I was saying to him as well this morning, it's like, 
you want to be the superhero of your family, but also as your kids grow older, because his kids are just a little bit younger than mine, but like if they want to go for a five kilometer run and you can only run three kilometers currently, or they want to go for a 10 kilometer run as their boys become teenagers, you don't want to go, oh yeah, I'll run for the first three kilometers with you. And then I'll just sit on the park bench and, you know, pick me up on your way back. Like you want to try and enjoy tasks with your kids, especially for me, I have boys for as long as I possibly can. So I can bond with them for as long as I possibly can, because there is only so much time we have with our kids. And I want to expand the gap with them as long as I can for the rest of my life. I think 90% of your, your time you spend with your child is between the years zero to 18. And then 10% of the time is like the next 10% is the next like 40 years or 50 years or 60 years you're alive. So you, mm. you spend less and less time with your kids only, only if you don't have shared activities. Right. So if you have stuff you can do with them together that they enjoy, like going to the gym or like going for runs or having adventures with you because you're healthy and fit, you can increase your time with your kids for longer and longer because there is a bonding experience that you're creating. And I think, you know, I think about that with my health and fitness. And I, I think, you know, it's a different way to look at it but it's my way to look at it um, because I want my boys to always want to spend time with me. And I have to fuck, if I have to fucking run marathons to do that, Ben, then that's what I do. Um, so it's going to get to the point where they I, want to I run marathons care. just to spend time with you. <laughs> exactly, exactly right. That, and that's the um, other part as well. Like if you've got, um, you know, generational, uh, lack of generational health, right? We want to create generational health. You want to be the one that breaks that cycle so you're not raising kids who are, um, you know, feel shame or guilt or, or frustration at themselves when they go to the beach and they don't want to take their shirts off and all the stuff that like a lot of guys experienced, including myself. It's like where you don't want to sort of, you're uncomfortable in your own skin. You're not very confident in your own body and that kind of translates to the rest of your life. You don't want to impart those things on your kids. So if, if you're not motivated about it for yourself and your own health and your own goals and being the best version of you just for you, doing it for your kids is the next biggest thing. It will probably bigger, arguably doing it for your kids to, to be that example, to help them have a healthy relationship with themselves, with their body. Um, Cause a lot of people think, Oh, a healthy relationship. I don't want to go on a diet and I don't want to, you know, exercise in this way or that way. Cause you know, well, I'm not saying you go, well, you know, little Timmy, I ate a Tim Tam. So now I have to go on a 5k run, like to burn it off because the Tim Tam was evil. I'm not saying you do that sort of shit. But a good relationship with food comes down to, yeah, not using it as a crutch for your emotions, not using it as uh, an excuse to get shit-faced on the weekend because you've had a hard week and you don't have other ways to unwind and, and de-stress and you know not drinking to cope with the fact or not eating food to cope with the fact that you're not happy with where you're at. Energy is the second biggest thing, right? Being able to have energy to actually get up and get around and play with your kids, especially as they start to get older and move around more, right? Like I'm already noticing it with how much Emmy wants to be outside and running around and, and just doing all sorts of shit. I'm like, I turn around, I look back, I'm like, fuck, I've got to actually keep up a decent pace to, to keep up with her if she's walking now because she she's a, a little energizer bunny. So being able to be that dad is like cemented in my brain. It's like being able to be that role model, that person, that dad who can walk them to school and not be puffed out by the time you get there. Um, the one who can, you know, run around, kick the ball with them and, and sort of run circles around them and just being that present and that active because that's what kids want. And that's what I know my kids will want too. So I want to be that person for them. So if that's not motivating enough for you, then you've got a, one of the big tips I've got is just to sit down and assess, well, what kind of dad do I want to be? Let's, if, if it's too big of a leap, 
Because that's a big thing for a lot of guys right now. It's, it's too big of a leap. And you might be in that situation where maybe you're 120, 130, 140 kilos. You haven't been under 100 in a long time. And that's like that's your goal. That's like a big thing from you know the last two podcasts where we've talked about setting your goals for 2024. That might be your big, your big, your big defining moment getting below 100. If it's been a long time, you might have doubts that you can make it happen. You might be like, oh, I'm not sure. It's like it's too big of a thing. I can't see myself as a dad with a six-pack who's running around or you know, even a four-pack running around, um, chasing after my kids, my knees not hurting, my hips not hurting. You might not be able to visualize that, but you've got to sit down, close your eyes and go, all right, well, what does my ideal look like? Because you might not have given it any time. You've got to have a picture, a bigger picture in your mind of you can potentially go through the stages, right? What will I look like? 20 kilos down. How do I want to be showing up? 40 kilos down. How do I want to be showing up? What does that look like for me? And you've got to start to visualize that on the, like, on the regular frequently and you've got to you know, embrace it and say, you know, this is what I'm looking for. This is what I want to achieve. This is the dad that I want to be. Uh, and you've got to have that. You've got to revisit it constantly because it can be easy to get lost in that vision when you're so stuck in the now of I'm 135 kilos. I've only lost five kilos. I've got 35 more to go. Oh, fuck. It feels like a slog. Mm. I completely agree, mate. And I think when we look at the 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 reason that motivation does waver for a lot of people, I think... Off the bat, for anyone who is trying to embark on a journey, I'm sure, you know, keto books, low-carb books, and all the rest of it just started selling like hotcakes um, at the start of every year. I'm sure sales increase um, because people are trying to buy a quick fix. They're trying to buy a, a new approach. And when people aren't confident with their approach, what it does is it creates uncertainty about the effectiveness of the diet or the training plan that they've chosen. And then... They're going, oh, should I do kudo? Oh, I've lost a couple of kilos. Oh, it's too hard to manage. Maybe I'll, I'll start going low carb. Oh, I saw carnivore. Maybe I should do that. And then there's like an overwhelming sensation with these conflicting views between the different diets or should I be running or should I be lifting weights or should I be doing like, you know, F45 or should I be doing CrossFit? Or what, like how should I do some five by five program? There is so much out there with so much conflicting diet, with it conflicting data, like, oh, eggs are going to give me heart disease. Oh, no, they're great for your cholesterol. Should I go vegan? Constantly, what you'll feel is overwhelmed, right? And if we aren't com confident with our approach, if we don't have a role model to help us, then we're going to doubt ourselves. And as soon as doubt creeps in, then motivation will waver and we'll start to second and we're second guessing ourselves, and then we'll just eventually stop doing the plan. So you have to have like this conviction, this bulletproof like belief that I'm going to embark on this approach and I will keep doing this approach um, because I know it will work from other people's success and I will keep doing this until it's either successful or I find a more successful way, but I'm going to commit to this for a minimum of two months. So you're giving yourself a time and space for something to work and not just jumping around or constantly looking for the next best thing because the grass isn't always green on the other side either. Yeah, 100%, man. The The biggest issue that guys will have is that, yeah, they'll flip-flop around and it's it's. Uh, I remember it being called back in the day fuck-around-itis where you just you, you fuck around mm. and you do a little bit of this, you do a little bit of that and it's it's all you're constantly searching for that novelty or that magic bullet um, and this is this is actually a really um, important factor when it comes to life in general, but also when it comes to um, like uh, your nutrition and training is if more information 
isn't going to make you change your course of action. If uh, and, and this is what we want you to be. We want you to be very set in what your course of action is. It's called, this is what I'm going to do. Once you do that, stop looking for new information. Stop looking for new information because if you've already committed to a, to a plan, let's say you've started working you know, with us or with someone else or whoever, right? And we've given you a set plan. We've gone through you know, things like flexible dieting where you can still have the foods that you enjoy um, but, you know, and lose weight. It's not all about chicken and broccoli and rice and doing some resistance training. So you're starting to get you know, bigger chest and bigger shoulders and you're basically just getting jacked because you know, that's what the fit dads do, man. So just get jacked, jacked or marathon runner, depends on what you want to be. Uh, Trav's the marathon runner and I'm the, the white man pretending to be jacked. Uh, actually, Trav's just both. I'm, I'm, I'm along for the ride. I'm a hybrid athlete. Um, hybrid. But if, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's, it's like uh, I get electric vehicle mileage. When I slow down, I charge up a little bit. Um, <laughs> but when you've got a set course of action and you are committed and you're in, more information is only going to introduce doubt. It's only going to introduce doubt and you slowing down and pivoting and doing different things and, and, and second guessing yourself. So once you've got your course of action, stop looking for new information or different or like, oh, but I wonder if this other thing contradicts, I wonder if veganism is good or I saw this documentary about the new one, that, the new vegan propaganda documentary on Netflix, right? Um, all of this sort of shit that's going on. Keep your fucking blinders on. Keep your blinders on. Just shut that stuff out. As Trav said, for at least eight weeks, there's a reason why we don't do like short-term little bursts of coaching here and there because it's just not enough time to, number one, instill any of the decent habits apart from crash dieting and crash training just to get a quick result and a quick buck. It's like, oh, it worked for me, but I couldn't keep it up. Yeah, no shit. You were eating a 1,000 calories a day and training six times a week. No one could keep that up, right? So you've got to have blinders on. You've got to be focused. You've got to stay committed and you've got to just kind of shut out all of the noise. If someone's like, oh, but have you heard about this I'm, I'm just following my coach's plan or i'm just following my plan for a bit see how i go with it i'm just following my plan i'll see how i go with it just keep having that rather than going out and searching for whatever the next big new thing is because i don't care if you lose weight and you get fit on keto or carnivore or vegan or um you know if it fits your macros whatever as long as you stick into it and as long as you're enjoying it that's all that matters but you've got to give it enough of a go so you can determine hey did i enjoy this did i not did it get me results did it not um so biggest way to keep your motivation is to give yourself you know kind of expanding on this these short blocks to focus on so if you're at 140 and you want to get under 100 don't just say all right i'm going to lose 40 kilos and that's all you're thinking about is that 40 kilo mark you've got to have those mini goals along the way usually for a lot of people it's increments of five or ten kilos so cool Drop to 135, celebrate. Drop below 130, celebrate, enjoy, awesome. Have these little sprints, these little marks that you've got. And then, you know, maybe once you hit the halfway mark, you've got like a little reward for yourself where, you know, you guys are going to do, you're going to do like homemade pizzas or you're going to, um, you know, go out to dinner for one night or whatever. Or you're going to go to the movies and you're going to have a fun adventure day with your friends or your family or whatever, right? It doesn't have to be around food or drink, which is the problem for a lot of people I find as well. But, um, set those little sprints and those little targets and goals along the way rather than just the one big thing and increment your way up, work your way towards it in small bursts as opposed to one big ass long goal that I've just got to kind of put my head down and run the marathon for. Like a marathon would be a fucking slog. It already is. Um, if it didn't have like markers along the way, letting you know how far, okay, cool, I'm halfway. All right, I'm a quarter way. Like you, you've got those little mental things you could do. Otherwise you're just like, I'm just going to run. It's like Forrest Gump. I'm just going to run till they tell me to stop. 
Exactly. If you're running for an undetermined period of time with no way of knowing how far you are and how long you're going for, that's a very fast way to lose all motivation whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's, it's having... <laughs> like, mate, that would suck. Um, yeah. Imagine driving to someone's house and you're like, yeah, I don't know when I'm going to get there. And you've got the kids screaming in the back and you don't know that you're 13 minutes away. And it could be yeah. three hours. It could be two days. It could be five minutes. Like you just be like, that's nah, it, I'm getting out the car. <laughs> so exactly. So I think that the next reason why people waver is not just their confidence in the approach, but their confidence confidence in themselves to actually do the tasks needed in the approach chosen. So what what that means is like you don't believe that you can train three times a week or four times a week if that's what needed. You don't believe that you can follow a diet. You don't believe that you can lose weight. Um, and you let self-doubt kick in, right? So your ability, you, you doubt yourself whether you can stick to a plan or not. Um, you let past failures creep in um, with your past weight loss efforts and they impact your current mindset today. Because, you know, we start talking of you know, you might go up 500 grams, okay? And, you know, that's nothing, right? You go to the toilet, you've lost 700 grams. So at the end of the day, we, we start to decrease our confidence because, like, oh, I knew this wouldn't work. I knew I can't lose weight. I can't go to the gym. I never can fit this stuff in. And our negative conversation just increases and increases until we completely do lose all motivation, fall off the plan. And then what we do is we then confirm that with a more conviction to ourselves, where it's like, told you I couldn't lose weight. I told you that I'm always going to be fat. And we start to have this even worse negative dialogue. So then if we try to next time, we even have more cards stacked against us on the you can't lose weight side of things. So guys, it's, have, it's making a plan where you are so confident. I think this is the biggest thing. Making a plan that you're so confident in yourself with the approach that it's somewhat impossible to fail and i look at this with some of my guys who are starting out and we don't even worry about a structured training program we're like okay dude i just want you to train every day for the first 14 days it could be five rounds of 10 push-ups 10 air squats and 10 sit-ups and that might take you like eight to ten minutes but you're going to do it daily okay so even if it gets to the end of the day and you couldn't fit it in you can still fit it eight to ten minutes before you go to bed um and or we're not going to worry about all our macros or anything like that i just want you to hit your calories um or i just want you to hit your breakfast and lunch calories so what we do is we take out all the things and we just add in one to two things they're like are you confident in achieving this and they say yes and what happens is when you you, you can't optimize something that's not in motion you can only optimize once in motion. So we get people in motion. They're doing it seven days. They've done it for 14 days. Like, yeah, fuck yeah. I've trained five, 14 days straight and for 14 days of January, like in, in 2024, like I'm killing the game. And I'm like, cool. Now we optimize. Now you might do six rounds or eight rounds, or we might go into a structured training program now because you have more of a habit of training now. So what we do is we just ratchet it up a level every couple of weeks and we have this, um, I guess, a progressive overload effect on the habits that we're trying to um, put into your life because if it's so small that, yes, you still have to go outside your comfort zone from what you're previously doing, but so small that you're going to be able to do it and you can have that sense of winning and sense of um, accomplishment, then we can then add on top of that. And I think... 
that's when we, we start to set these goals that are too big for us to try and follow. We lack a confidence and we have more self-doubt and then we just fall on our face and we give up. Um, mm. It's my thoughts anyway. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I think you want to reinforce positively as much as you can. And we've talked about this before with not telling yourself, I'm going to go to the gym five times a week when you haven't been going at all. Um, it's it's That's like, it's an easy, surefire way to not be able to, to hit tick all those boxes and hit all the things that you've set. And then all of a sudden you're reinforcing, oh, I'm a failure, I can never do it. So it's redefining what success is for a lot of people. And I think that it's very easy to get sh- caught up in, as you said, the short term sort of highs and lows. And it's like, oh, you know, like I gained a little bit of weight this week or I, I had one night out and now it's like you know, I'm throwing everything out the window, which is just unnecessary to, um, to, to focus in on, right? It's like whatever's happened has happened, you know, never miss twice, tick the box, off you go on the next day. Like it's, it's just leaving shit in the past where it sort of, where it sort of belongs. So um, one of the things I want to talk about as well is, especially with motivation is like, you're, no one's motivated 24, seven, 365. Like I think Trav did a post about this recently. It's like, you know, I don't want to get out of bed at 4am, but I do anyway, cause I want to win the fucking battle and I don't want to start my day on the back foot. You know, you know, today's bit Friday's beaten me already. Friday's up one nil. Like it's, it's, that's not, that's not the way you want to start your day. So, um, you know, that, and that works awesome for Trav. And that's something that you've got to get in your head too. It's like, I want to win the first battle of the day. I want to win that shit. But it's like, it's not about, oh, I'm motivated to do it. I'm always going to be wanting to jump out of bed. It's not about motivation all the time. It's about discipline as well. It's doing shit when you know you don't want to do it. But motivation is more the bigger picture. Right, discipline is your day to day. That's like the all right. Um, like you, you're not going to feel motivated, but when you have a big enough goal and you've got it in your mind, you're going to be like, oh yeah, no, cool. Like this is why I'm doing this. Like motivation isn't always sexy. Motivation isn't always like you know fucking high fives and yeah, I can do this. Like being an anime character, like from fucking Pokemon or something, and just like yeah, the power of friendship. That's not how it works every single day. Right, if it does for you. Great. Awesome. Send me your details. I want to be part of that power of friendship. Um, but <laughs> when, when day after day after day comes, it's the sort of the quiet motivation. It's being aware of, it's like, you know, you know what, like I'm just doing this. It's become inevitable that I'm going to make this happen. It's a very different kind of motivation. It comes from, from deeper within and it definitely centers a bit more around having the discipline to know, hey, even if I'm not completely 100% chuffed about doing this, and this is the problem that a lot of people have with motivation. They think that motivation is going to make everything easy and desirable to do like i'm going to want to go to the gym every time no i don't feel like going to the gym today i'm still fucking going to i've got rehab work i want to do on my legs and my back and and like and that's part of the session today it's a lot less sexy than going in and doing the bicep curls but i know ultimately i am motivated by i want to move better for my daughter i want to move better in my life and be pain-free and all of this sort of stuff so it's like cool that's motivating going to the gym and doing some fucking calf raises and tibialis stuff and seated good mornings is like, you no, know, it's, it's not particularly sexy. It's not particularly challenging and, and like, oh my God, I can push my way through. I'm going to get big biceps, but I'm doing it anyway because it's about discipline and it's about knowing that in the big picture, in the long term, I'm going to get the thing that I want. Um, so don't expect motivation to necessarily always feel like a fire under your ass. Sometimes it's just kind of those little burning embers that are going away. It's like, no, I know I'm going to make this happen just means I'm going to have to do some shit that guess what is not that exciting right now. That's also part of life, right? You got to accept that there's some shit that you're just not going to want to do, but it's going to be good for you. Like eating your vegetables. <laughs> exactly, dude. And I think, you know, when we start on this journey and especially in the new year, when everyone's still trying to break the, 
silly season habits and I'll call it silly season habits. So like extra drinking, extra food. Some people aren't even back at work yet and they're a bit more unstructured and it's trying to break out of it. Um, and they see their friends might be not, might, they might be back at work, but their friends might not be. Um, and then their friends are having some more drinks and some more parties and some more nights out. And there's this, this FOMO, the fear of missing out, um, to miss out on social occasions. And again, I was talking to one of my clients yesterday about it and he was like, Oh, I just, I can't say no to my mates, um, to have beers at the moment. And I, you know, we're going out for dinner all the time. I was like, dude, like, will your friends still be your friends if you don't see them for the next eight weeks? Okay. He's like, of course they will. I was like, then I need you to dedicate eight weeks to yourself uh, for you and for your family, because you're working on being the best version of you. And if you're someone who can't say no, then you need to essentially rip the bandaid off completely for the next eight weeks. Why are you trying to solidify the new belief structure inside yourself and your new identity, right? You're not the guy who gets wasted all the time anymore. You're the guy that goes for the run on the Saturday morning. You're the guy who goes to the gym and lifts some weights on the Friday night. I don't know, but you need to create, you need to give yourself time and space to create that, that identity away from those people at the moment. So you can be strong enough with the conviction inside yourself to then do say no, if that's what's necessary. Because until you rip that bandaid off and create that space, you're never going to have time to create the new identity needed to be that man, which is the best version of you for your family and for your, you know, your wife and for your kids to be that strong, healthy role model. So I think the fear of missing out is a big thing. And it's people struggling with that balance between enjoying life and pursuing weight loss goals. But if you dedicate like the next eight weeks to go like all in and just like put social life aside, you know, sometimes it, it creates obsession to then create balance. The, the, the pendulum needs to swing one way a little bit further sometimes because it swung back too far the first way. That's why you're fat and overweight. So it needs to swing the other way for it to come back into the middle and get be that sort of, you know, steady ground. Uh, I think that is a big thing that people want too much balance too early, too soon. Mm, yeah. And it's, it's, understanding that you can have an equilibrium without there being necessarily a balance, right? It's not just going to be 50-50 or 30-30-30-30 or whatever. It's like some, there are times, and I've talked about this before, like there's times when you need to have more effort and more intensity in some areas and sometimes where you can put, take your foot off the gas. The problem, as he's saying, is like people finish a program and then they just take their foot completely off the gas and they focus on something new and then they're like, oh, I don't never need to go to the gym again. It's like, that's not what you signed up for. Right. If you want to be this person, you've got to be this person day in, day out. It's not like finishing a race or, or getting a promotion. It's like, yeah, once you get a promotion, yeah, you still need to show up. You still need to be that person. You can probably take your foot off the gas a little bit, but you still got to go into work. You still got to maintain that. You don't just, ah, right, I got my promotion. I'm just going to fuck off from work for three months. Imagine if you did that shit. Right, but people do that shit with their health and fitness all the time. They uh, they they don't have the different modes. They don't have the ability to scale things down and scale things up. It's 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 that all or nothing thinking that kind of comes into it. So um, yeah, motivation will be a like a harder thing to do when you haven't got an active goal you're working towards necessarily. And this is kind of comes under when you do want to eventually maintain your goal, you know, long term, which is a lot less sexy, but. It's, it's then finding things that you enjoy, whether it's the process and you, oh, I really enjoy doing CrossFit or, you know, um, I really enjoy doing running or I really enjoy cycling or whatever. It's like you find the things that you enjoy to keep it up. 
Um, and then you focus on just keeping the variety factor in there because then you don't have to work at it as hard, but you still have to keep a little bit of it in there, right? It's not something you can just completely throw away at the end of the day, but a lot of people do, right? Because not having a goal is unmotivating. So constantly reevaluate, constantly remind yourself and constantly reset yourself some goals in, you know, I mean, number one, in every area of life, but especially with your health and fitness, keep on top of that, keep on top of the idea of, all right, well, what's my next milestone? What's my next thing I'm working towards? It might just be some arbitrary strength goals. I don't care how arbitrary it is. I was having a chat to one of my dads about this the other day. It's like, um, he was, he was talking about his relationship and there's some stuff going on with it. And I was like, yeah, you've got to schedule in some time to have a conversation with your wife. You've got to schedule in some time to spend time together, especially when you've got kids, it's fucking hard. Like it's really hard to like kids, especially at different ages, right? Like they're all over the place. You've got to schedule that time in. It's like people who make fun of like, oh, like scheduling in time for sex. Well, it's like, well, if you're not doing it at all for three months, then you got, guess what? You're not very good at doing it ad hoc, are you? You're not very good at just, oh, we've got spur of the moment. No, you're fucking not. So you schedule that shit in because you yeah, need man. to do that stuff. I, I, I put mine in a Google calendar, mate, and I put it reoccurring daily. It just lived, kept, kept declining it. I was like, come on, Liv, what are you doing to me? <laughs> this, this member is no longer in your organization. <laughs> yes, <exactly. laughs> like, that, I mean, look, you can be as bold as that and it'll work, but you still, you've, you've got to schedule in time to have conversations, to, to be husband and wife, especially when you're so used to being just mum and dad, to be husband and wife. Yes. And I told him, I was like, you've got to, like, oh, he's like, oh, it feels a bit contrived. I'm like, it has to be contrived. It has to be purposeful because these conversations don't just happen anymore. And these, like, it's like your fitness. Like, you don't just happen to walk by the gym and, oh, pop, fell into the gym. Oh, I'm going to do some bench oh, press, got right? some guns. Oh, yeah. yeah, shit, where do these come from, right? <laughs> Fucking, yeah, that doesn't happen like that. So it's going to feel contrived. It's going to feel forced initially because it has to be until you build the habit, until you build the routine. It's, it's, it's a very, very big one that I think a lot of people underestimate is the power of the fact that, can, like it, yes, it's going to feel contrived. It's going to feel forced, but it has to be. You've got to force it in there. It's not always going to be easy, right? And this is not talking about sex with your wife because you know that's the whole other whole other topic of conversation. <laughs> but it's not going to be easy initially. But you've got to build that habit, and that habit is going to feel contrived at first. But guess what? It has to be. Otherwise, it's never going to happen. It's also going to feel boring, right? But mm. most success, most success in any area of your life, like. Having a successful relationship, 90% of it is doing boring things. Having a successful business, 90% is doing the same boring things just consistently. Having success with health and fitness is doing the same things, just boring and consistent. The problem is we all want so much like variety in our life. It's like, no, you married one person. We want to stick it to that. Like, no, you just need to keep showing up, getting leads and sales, right? Like keep giving content, keep adding value. Like that's what's going to get you. It's like doing the boring things every single day. It's, you know, writing the notes. It's taking the trash out. It's, you know, doing the laundry. It's like being reading to your boys. It's, it's doing the same things over and over again which is the acts of service or displaying gratitude or getting your steps in or like whatever it is, it's the boring things repeated over and over again. Will if they're working, okay, that's a caveat, um, will yep. continue to get you the results, right? Um, doing the same thing over and over again and spending a different result is a sign of insanity. Yeah? So we don't want to do that. So I, I think it's, it's understanding you have to, be at peace with the boring 
And I think that's mm. another thing with motivation. Uh, I think people always want it to be exciting. It's like, dude, like losing weight ain't exciting. It's not. It's not at all. It, it's it's saying no to some things, but also it can be a little bit more exciting if you follow Jace and his recipes. Um, mm. Because, you know, I think that's a big thing people lack, Jace, is the lack of understanding on how to make their nutrition enjoyable. Um, and that's why they fall off the plan. Oh, I'm going to stick to this keto thing. And they're like, fuck, I can't do that because I want to have a pizza. It's like, okay, well, did you watch Jason's video on how you can incorporate that into your diet? Or I want to have, you know, slow cooked pork. Or I want to, whatever you want to do. Like you can incorporate all the foods you want into your diet in some form of quantities. You want ice cream, dude, have a paddle pop every day. It's 89 calories. When I tell people they can have a paddle pop every day, they're like, what the hell? Um, but you can still have some beers. You can still have all the different things. It's just you have constraints for your goals. Those constraints are your calories, <laughs> okay? Now, your goal is to eat 80% of it being whole, good foods, 20% with flexibility around some alcohol and some ice cream. But within that 80%, you can still make it tasty as fuck. You just have to learn how to cook. And you can learn how to cook by following Jason, doing his recipes on Instagram, or you know, we give you a bunch of recipes as well. Yeah, hundred percent. I have um, I've used a ton of different recipes that we use in our cookbook for our app as well, um, and any of the new ones that we experiment with, we chuck in there. And the the biggest thing for a lot of guys is like, you know, who do you want your wife seeing on Instagram at night? Is it going to be you who's not cooking for her, not doing anything, or is it me? You know, being trying to be fit dad involving my daughter in the in the kitchen, you know, cooking up. There's a, it's a matter of time before I'm just wearing an apron, right? And it's uh, and it's and it's a subscription service. So, um, yeah, you got to be careful. You be, I think I had one dude commented, he's like, "Be careful, bro. My wife is on this app." Um, and I was like, that's, "That's the point, man. You wanna you wanna be that. You want There's nothing sexier for a woman. Like to be fair, my wife has started to take it for granted that I cook every night. Um, but you know, there's there's some people take it for granted. But yeah, it, it is sexy for your partner." If you learn how to cook, learn how to cook. Mm. It doesn't take much to like make stuff taste good, right? It, and I like I read cookbooks for fun. Like there's like cookbooks with experiments and different shit and all that kind of stuff. I do that for fun because I enjoy learning about how to make food taste better. Um, but you yeah, and guess what? I distill all of that into you know easily easily actionable stuff for you as a dad to do because no one wants to eat boring stuff all the time. No one wants to eat crap food. Um, and that's half the reason why they, they fall off. Yeah, oh, I don't want to do chicken and rice again. It's like, well, guess what? You don't have to. Like, you can just eat real food. Eat like a fucking normal human being. Yes, you can have bread and sandwiches when you're on this plan. Wait, what? Really? Can I? Yeah. Of course, there's nothing wrong with bread. Oh, can I have, you know, a ham and cheese yeah. toaster? Yeah, we program that shit in there half the time for the guys because we know they're lazy and it's an easy win. Um, you can have almost anything in your diet. I was showing the guys like, cool. Like, look, if you had a once in a, once every six months, you had a pizza night, right? And your friends really wanted to get Domino's and that was all that worked. And it's like, all right, guess what? You could probably have about, uh, I tracked it for him is about seven slices of Domino's pizza. And that would be about 1,780 calories, which would be about the daily intake for most people wanting to lose a bit of weight. Um, obviously individual mileage may vary. So just have nothing else for us to say. Have one protein shake earlier in the day and you're good to go. Cool, you can have that. You might be, but then it becomes about choice and it becomes about agency. And I think a lot of people lose motivation because they feel like they've got um, no choice. It's either my family are forcing me to do this, or my, or like, or my my coach is telling me I have to do this. And it's like you've got no agency, right? But you want to have choice, but you want to have choice limited in a scope. 
there's a reason why the ice cream shop that has five different flavors of ice cream sells more than the ice cream shop that has a hundred different flavors of ice cream. You've got analysis paralysis. You say, like, oh, fuck, do I want a cookie dough or do I want choc Oreo Supreme? It's like half of them are all the same fucking flavor. Right? It's going to be the tiniest difference, but the, the one shop that has less sells more because there's less decisions to be made. So one of the keys with motivation is also to simplify and to, as I said, you put your blinders on, but also within your diet, you narrow your focus. Stop trying to have a big fancy variety meal at every single meal. Sometimes it's just going to be the same sort of stuff over and over again. That's okay, right? That's what it's meant to be. That's kind of what life is. Like before this, you probably weren't eating a different meal every week for, you know, a different meal every day for three weeks straight, 21 straight different dinners. No, you probably had the same four or five fucking dinners over and over again. Um, But because you weren't on a diet or limiting your portions, you didn't even think about it. You weren't like, oh, tacos again. Oh, no, right? Like, (laughs) oh, woe is me. No, you enjoyed them. The average person eats, I think, 23 different foods during the week, and that's it. 23 different foods over and over again and you they're like oh no i'm like have a set roster as far as your dinners and like i need more variety than that i was like dude you don't, you don't. and you didn't have it you didn't at all you think if you, you, if you paper, went and go you don't yeah but you don't because having more variety actually goes like what am i going to do tonight so if you could have 14 different dinners that fit inside your calories that you love and then you go okay this week what seven dinners are we going to have and you pick out the 14 you're seven okay cool done and you do that every sunday and you've got the recipes there and you have 14 you love, whether it be pizza at home, whether it be some spag bowl, whether it be chicken noodles, whether it be your, your roast pork or veg or whatever you're going to do, you have these 14 dinners, then choose from them. And then like for, for our lunches and breakfasts, like I get most of my guys to have like two different lunches and two different breakfasts. And like you choose between them two, right? Dinner, we get more variety. Earlier in the day, you get less variety even more so because it's not a meal you're trying to um, share time with someone. It's normally you're just trying to do it because you should eat and you just have to get on with your life. So we want even less choice. Um, so I think it's, it's understanding that less variety is, is better and limiting choice is better as well. But having flexibility inside the limited choices that you do have to have all those 14 choices for dinners to be enjoyable. I think that's a big thing. Um, Jace, I think one of the big things you were just touching on as well is a lack of um, uh, a, net, a support network or system can also have uh, their motivation wavering. You know, if they do have a lack of support from their partner or from their friends or from their colleagues, uh, I think this is a big thing that stops people because, you know, sometimes we want pats on the back or sometimes we don't want people to constantly be offering us stuff when our willpower is low and we feel isolated in our weight loss journey and that can also waver motivation. Do you have anything to tell people about that? Yeah, I mean, probably not like nothing that we haven't talked about, like harped on about the podcast over and over again, right? Like you, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with is a big one. So if you do have that group of friends, that's always kind of pressuring you to to try and do a bit more, to have another beer, to whatever. Um, but the second thing I do want to add on that is making sure that you are setting expectations and you are enforcing boundaries. Like I, I um, got yeah. off the phone earlier with a new client who was like, my, um, I've had a chat with my wife and I told her this is the year that I focus, I focus on my health again because he's gained, since having kids, gained about 15, 20 kilos, wants to take it off, wants to focus in on his health. I'm like, awesome. You've set that expectation with your partner. They now know that you're going to be focusing on that. A lot of guys will kind of start in the shadows because they're like, oh, but then if I fail and I don't tell anyone about it, then no one knows that I started it and failed or whatever. No, you've got to kind of be out and loud and proud about that shit. And you've got to say, look, 
I know I've done this, you know, maybe if you've done it before, I know I've gone on these things before. I know I've done one of these. I really want to make this stick. This is, um, you know, do you mind, do you mind if I ask if I tell you how you can best support me in this, especially if it's your partner, right? Um, or if someone does offer you something and, it, oh, yeah, we've got cupcakes. Oh, I have, a, I have a fucking donut or whatever. You just say to them, look, I'm really trying to start a new healthy lifestyle. Um, you know, I find it hard to resist these things in terms of the temptation. I'd really appreciate it if you just don't offer them to me at all anymore. I'll let you know when I feel like I'm in a place where I could, you know, have a donut and track it and be okay again right like having those real honest conversations because absolutely no one who's not a complete fucking asshole will be like 100% understand like awesome like great for you anyone who's like oh you're a fucking soft cock because you're doing this like cool you just found someone that you just never need to talk to again right fucking Darren at the office Darren and Karen you can get rid of uh, apologies to any Darrens out there <laughs> but like my dude i completely agree with you i think it's good to also if you're wanting not to feel isolated and you wanting to feel more supported then like declare that 2024 is your year put it on your facebook put it on your instagram and people are like oh i don't like to be public about this stuff or maybe you need to be public maybe that's your problem like you, you need to declare you need to create a declaration and you need to say, like, if anyone sees me in, in the next three months, like, faltering, doing these things, then I want you to pull me up. And then, you know, people will support you even more. I think it's making that declaration sometimes is the line in the sands. You know, just just pretend you're a crossfitting vegan, right? They, you know, every vegan I've ever met will tell me they're vegan before I ask. And every CrossFitter will tell me they're a CrossFitter as well. So just pretend you're a CrossFitting vegan and tell the world what you're doing. Um, I'm here to lose weight and I'm not going to do A, B and C for the next six months or next three months. And I'm going to work out three or four times a week. And if you see me not doing that and every Monday I'm going to show up and I'm going to tell everyone on my Facebook and I want support. You know how many people, if you say, and I want you to support me in this, like, dude, there's people on Instagram is blowing up their Instagram because I'm going to do an ice bath. This kid, I'm going to do an ice bath every day for the 2024 or I'm going to run um, one inch for every follower. And all of a sudden they've got like 150,000 followers in like, you know, 13 days just to make these people run ridiculous. Things. People will show up and give you support. And that's what I'm getting at. Even Except if they're like, I want to push you. It. How far You're can you run in the corner? Boy? Yeah, exactly. hundred percent. Exactly. Like that, they will push you. They will push you hard. Um, so I think rather than being silent, like the reason why we are silent, because we're not confident in ourselves again, but make 2024 the year that you're like, no man, like I'm fucking all in all chips in on this shit because I clearly haven't been in the past and I'm making a declaration and I want you to support me from this day on. And I think in saying that, you have to then, the big thing is we, you have to make a list of the things you're willing to sacrifice when you're getting started. Because it has to be, a before it becomes gray, it needs to be a little bit more black and white. Because, you know, like people just, I don't have the ability to turn off Tim Tams. I've talked about this before. So Tim Tams and chocolate aren't in my house because when I'm trying to start, I can't, it takes me about a good month or two to three weeks to get over the urge of not eating chocolate again, right? So if I know for the first three or four weeks, I can't have chocolate in the house, we don't have chocolate in the house because I don't want to give myself the temptation. So I'm willing to sacrifice chocolate for the next four weeks. I'm willing to sacrifice nights out with the boys. I'm willing to sacrifice, um, you know, Netflix. Uh, like, and I'm making sure that I don't watch it for the next four weeks because I need that time to train. And that um, makes me... You 
you know, sidetracks me and procrastinates me. I'm not going to look at social media, whatever it is, like be willing to sacrifice shit. Okay. And write the stuff down. You're going to sacrifice to actually like put that time. You're paying the price to do the time to get the momentum needed to get you through this motivation slump or over the motivation hill. Okay. To get to that next sort of, um, summit the next peak that you need to get to i think that's a big thing people need to do it's like write a fucking list down i'm mm. sacrificing this shit let's go mm. yeah everyone focuses on what they need to do a lot of people don't focus on what they don't need to do and what they need to stop doing right what are some shit because equally equal parts you can cut shit out you can add shit in so if you're doing one of each then your body your um you know you'll stay at a net net balance if you're cutting out going to the bar to going to the gym right same amount of time throughout the week Right. If you're making those trade-offs, and they've got, but they've got to be trade-offs that you're choosing to make and that you're wanting to make for the long-term goal. It's like this comes back to that instant gratification, the idea of what is the stuff oh, I'm really not, will, I don't, really don't want to. It's like make it black and white and make it well. It's either the Tim Tams or being a role model and the best version of yourself for your for your kids, right? Because it's not just the Tim Tams, but it's the slippery slope that the Tim Tams lead to. Right. If you could just have Tim Tams, but also go train, and then you know, if it hit your macros and hit your calories outside of that, yeah, it would be fine. But no, a whole packet of Tim Tams does not fit very well in anyone's macros unless it's dude. five five thousand calories and three hundred grams of carbs a day. Done. Uh, and dude, I don't have one Tim Tam. I yeah. know myself. I yeah. have the packet. I just, but I just, I know me, and I mm. think that's the big thing. You guys, you have to. Yeah, you, you don't lie to yourself. <laughs> Most people are sitting there lying to themselves. Oh yeah, I'll have two squares of chocolate. It's like bullshit. That two squares of chocolate didn't put 30 kilos on you. Mm. Clearly you do, you can't have two squares, right? Like it just, it's just, it is what it is. Mm. And I think it, it's in saying this, it's looking at, at the start of the journey, you actually need to be honest with yourself. And most people like, and this is why diet books are sold. Oh, this is the three easy steps to lose weight without it being difficult and to make it your journey, a uh, simple system to have, do it with ease. Like the wind is behind you. It's like bullshit. Bullshit. This is going to be fucking a hard slog. You're going to try and change your life. You're changing the trajectory that you're currently on. Okay. So if you are trying to change the trajectory, that means decreasing poor quality habits and increasing new ones. So you're not only adding new ones, you're stopping old shit ones whilst being in a similar environment that currently supports your old shit ones. This is going to be tough. It's going to require a grind. It's going to require sacrifice. It's going to require you overcoming hurdles. It's going to overcome this all or nothing mindset. It's going to overcome you know, past friends who are trying to pull you back. <coughs> it could be injuries. There could be so many things you need to overcome. At the start of your journey, you have to go, you know what? This could be the hardest battle of my life, but I'm willing to do it because I know on the other side, it's going to be worth it. Mm-hmm. And you might list a couple of things that you know are going to be hard. And then from that, you go, okay, this is how I'm going to tackle them. This is my plan when it gets hard. This is who I'm going to lean on. Just like AA, right? You have your, your buddy you can call at any time if you, you feel like you're about to suffer and fall off the wagon. Like maybe get a buddy, get a coach, get something. It's like, if you're about to fall, man, you call me and I'll say, put the fucking Tim Tams down, right? Like, you know, we, we can do this together and you might need that to get started and that's okay, right? But- you need to acknowledge it's going to be hard and you need to have a plan on what to do and how to overcome it when it does get hard. Yeah. Oh, to be honest, man, the number of my guys who 
will go a week or two struggling with something and then not bring it up. And then it's like, oh, I, like, I didn't want to bother you or mm. the guys that will just like apologize for asking questions. And I've got to reiterate it time and time again. It's like, this is what I'm here for. But I think it's a bigger thing in general for guys who just don't want to ask for help, who don't want to be seen necessarily potentially as weak or as struggling or as they can't figure it out. Because to be honest, especially, you know, for like um, guys, you know, in their 30s, 40s, 50s and this kind of ge- big, it's a big generation, but this sort of generation told, you know, you grow up, you just got to figure some stuff out. You just got to figure it out, right? If we don't have someone to teach you, you've just got to figure out how do I, how do I drill into a wall? How do I hang a picture? How do I mow the lawn? Like, what, how do I take care of it so it doesn't fucking die every summer? Like all these little things that, that you got to pick up. A lot of it is, you know... You've just got to go to figure it out. And a lot of guys think that that's the way that they need to be and that they need to show up and they can't ask for help and they can't ask for support because they should just do it. And everyone else is doing it so easily. And there are people who manage to maintain And we get you know comments like that all the time. Oh, these guys never had to deal with being overweight or being fat or whatever. And it's like, first of all, yeah, we have, right? Different degrees, but yeah, 100% both of us and not only that but you it's not just about the weight it's about the the mindset and the mentality that goes along with feeling over and feeling sluggish and not feeling good in yourself and not feeling like you're being good enough like you can do this across this happens and is relevant across every area if you don't feel like you're making enough money that's a big one for me for a long time i didn't feel like i was making enough money providing enough for my family and that, that like that is equally as debilitating as the physical weight of feeling like you can't run around you can't move like all of these things are related and all of these things are relevant and everyone's gone through their struggles. We've gone through our fucking struggles with it too, right? Um, we've, we've been through all of the same stuff that you guys have and it's all about asking for help and asking for support because not everyone's Instagram life is perfect. Oh, Jason's already cooking these great meals and Trav's running fucking 16Ks at a time. It's like, follow me from like two months ago when I was doing 1.5K to 2K yeah. runs at a time. Right at like a six minute pace or whatever it was. And then I did my first 5K and I was like, oh, cool. I did under 30, 28 minutes, my first 5K. I was very happy with that. My ankle was still kind of giving me grief and I don't love it, but I'm going to work on it to make it better because definitely, you know, Trav did a fucking, uh, what was it, a Spartan race with a, with a fractured foot. So I've got, I've got very little ground to stand on uh, with, my, with my poor little sore ankle. Um, but you, uh, the thing I wanted to say was, yeah, you guys, you need to ask for support if you need it. Right. And it's, it's, there's no shame in that. There's nothing wrong with getting a bit of help when you need the help. Because guess what? If you had it all figured out, you'd already have the result. And if you don't, you need to go outwards. You need to go outside of yourself to get the answers, to get the support. Right. Otherwise, you'd already have the result. You don't need to ask for help if you've already got it. And if you haven't already got it, ask for fucking help. Yeah. I think in saying that, man, like it's, when we look at like the virtues of those uh, or character traits we want to embody, you know, courage is the biggest one, mm. right? Courageous people actually achieve the results and the most courageous person is the one who has humility and puts their ego aside and actually does ask for help. So it takes courage not to do it yourself and figure it out. No, it takes courage to ask for help so you don't sit there in the corner twiddling your thumbs in a woe is me attitude. So have the courage to speak up and ask for help when it's needed, I think, as well. Mm. I think one of the things that, that, that makes motivation waver, Jace, is a lack of structure mm. in people's days. And, you know, with this, it's like, oh, I'm going to, their structure comes down to, I'm going to train four days a week and I'm going to try and hit my calories. And that's about where they leave their structure. Now, that's on one side of the, 
the pendulum. And the other one's like planning every moment to, to the 30 minutes and I kind of fly on the other side. And But you don't have to be there. You can be somewhere in the middle. Um, and it's going, well, I'm going to, it's like using implementation intentions. And this has been proven to be 60% more effective to actually follow through with your tasks by giving your tasks a time and place to live inside your schedule. So I'm going to train at 5.48, 5am, uh, Mondays, Wednesdays, uh, Thursday, oh, sorry, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday at this specific place, you know, this gym or my garage, you write it down like, okay, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to have this breakfast this week, write it down. I'm going to have this lunch. Are we going to have these dinners each of the nights of the week? And these are the nights they have, they are, we're going to eat out on Wednesday and we're going to have Korean. That's what we do. Um, and I know what I'm going to have, right? So it's like, you, you need to give structure, and inside your calendar, inside your schedule, inside your something, not inside your head, but write it down, put it on paper. So it's like, this is my structure and these are the times and this is what I'm going to stick to. And if you have more structure and then you just do what you said you're going to do, whether you feel like it or not, and sometimes, yes, that is just going through the motions, then yes, you will follow through because you create the structure to follow through. And I think that's a big thing. Yeah. Now, structure is everything. We've talked about structural discipline versus reactive discipline before. And you don't rise to the occasion. You fall to the level of your systems and you fall to the level of your conditioning. So if you have systems and conditioning that are there to support you at the very minimum, like I've spoken about with my guys time and time again, have fucking freezer meals that are ready to go. Those like Coles Perform, have a whole range out now of high-protein meals, you foods, my muscle yeah. chef, all of them, you know, decent meals. They don't taste like crap. Yeah, they're not fucking five-star restaurant, but that's not the point. You're not trying to eat them for enjoyment. You're eating them for a goal. You're eating them to perform. So have some of those in the freezer so you've got no excuse to eat like shit when t shit hits the fan and the structure goes out the window and you've got that backup. You've got that, that minimum effective dose of something that will still keep you moving forward. That's why everyone needs to do a calendar. Everyone needs to have an, an outline of what on average does my work week or my week look like. And this is why guys struggle up until now in, uh, in, in January because they haven't been at work and they haven't had structure. Everyone struggles with that. The, every guy I've spoken to be like, oh, you know, I haven't been at work. So, you know, you just kind of potter around the house and oh, I'll grab a couple of snacks, a little bit of chips left over from Christmas. Oh, they'll still be good. And you just kind of do random shit you've got to enforce structure on your days and i know for a lot of guys it's like even if plan part of your day is to is you plan on doing nothing or just having free time structure in that free time and have that that in there so that you know what you're going to be doing when you're going to be doing it um and therefore your like phone goes off all right time to do this thing and then you do that thing and then it becomes about just following the structure as opposed to trying to kind of create and build the bridge and build build the plane as you're trying to fl fly it and all that sort of shit right so have structure have a even a loose outline of a calendar it will make your life a hell of a lot easier especially when it comes to the food and the training like if it's not scheduled it's just not going to happen mate 100 the last thing i want to talk about today um which is what's the biggest thing is and i think people will spend the least amount of time on is really understanding the strong enough why um to keep motivation high because when you feel down when you feel like you don't want to keep going or you feel like you don't want to do something like you know, you just have to tap into your why. Like your goals need to be deeply connected to your personal values or, you know, your personal motivation. And when people lose sight of the reasons behind the weight loss journey, then and it's just about numbers. Numbers aren't motivating. Numbers aren't sexy. So you need to go, well, why am I embarking on this journey? Like, oh yeah, I, I just want to lose weight. So I feel a bit better. And it's like, well, that's not a strong enough why. 
because you'll lose a couple of kilos and you'll feel a bit better and you fall into complacency like we talked about earlier on the podcast. So I want you this year to have a really strong why on why you want to be a fit dad and why you want to be the fittest version of you, the best version of you, not the mediocre version of you, not the average version of you, but the the person of you that's continuing to use the philosophy of Kaizen, which is getting 1% better on the weekly, on the daily, just doing that one little bit more, adding in that one extra habit, doing that one extra step, getting that extra rep or extra workout or cutting that one extra bad food group out, whatever it is, you're constantly progressing. And if you have a strong enough why, like I, I want to be, I want to create generational health for my kids because I don't want them to, the, the 84 summers that they might have, okay? And in saying that, out of the ones between like, you know, 10 and probably like 60 when they're down the beach and take him off. So the 50 summers they have, I don't want them to go through them with their shirt on feeling self-conscious, not going down to the beach because they're, they're self-conscious on the way they look. So I want to be the dad who gets fit and healthy, be the role model. So they are becoming fit and healthy. And then they embark those same philosophies on their children and my grandchildren are fit and healthy because I chose to draw a fucking line in the sand and be fit and healthy. So they have a quality of life and those 50 summers, they love. They don't regret not being fit and healthy, but I instilled health in their life from the get-go because every little boy and every little girl looks up to their dad, but every little boy wants to be their fucking dad, right? And if you're a fit, strong dad, they want to join in and do these things with you. So please, guys, if not for you, do it for your kids. And I can tell you right now, like, there's not a stronger why if you can actually link that in and rather than bullshitting to yourself oh yeah like i'm okay like dude if you need to lose 15 kilos like be real with yourself like and be actually be real i am not giving my kids their best chance because i'm not living in my in the real accordance to the best version of me I'm making excuses. I'm justifying poor behaviors. And I need to cut that out, not just for me, but I need to cut that out for them because their kids don't listen to what you say. They always listen to what you do. So that is the why behind actually showing up on the daily and doing the shit you don't want to do and just doing it anyway because that's the person that you are, not for just you, but for them. And I think that's the biggest thing with motivation. 100%. Nothing further to add on that. Just... Get clear on that shit and if that doesn't give you a kick up the ass to want to make it happen, then nothing will and you can live in denial if you want and say, no, I don't have to be fit and healthy to be the best version of me. It's like it's it's kind of beyond proven that that's just untrue. If you want to like live more years, you will be a better dad if you are here for more years and you will be here for more years on average if you are fit and healthy. You will have more energy and more vitality and more confidence and be oftentimes better paid if you are fit and healthy. These, like You can justify it any, any which way you want. Oh, these guys just spend all day at the gym and they don't spend any time with their kids. Or you know that's bullshit now, right? Like it's, it's ridiculous. If that's the way that you're thinking about it, then you, know, you can come take a look at my schedule, right? It it's, doesn't take that many hours a week to make it happen. Um, but yeah, just, just you can either, and, and that's up to you. If you want to put your head in the sand and say, no, nah, I don't want to know about this anymore because I'm not willing to do the things that need to happen. You're probably already not, not listening to this podcast, but that's like that's it at the end of the day. You're in. You're just in denial about it. Otherwise, so if we've kind of got the uh, the the line in the sand saying, if you want to be the best version of you, 
you've got to be at least at a minimum working on your health and fitness, improving your health and fitness, being as fit and healthy as you can be. And where that starts is by reaching out for help. If you don't know where to start, go to fit-dad.club, book in a call. We can have a chat about where you are right now, help you get to where you want to be, help you bridge that gap. We've got a free Facebook group as well um, where we post up content, where we get people um, you know, helping each other out, a group of dads. If you don't have that support group in your own community, get it online. It's the next best place that you can go to focus in on those online communities of dads who are doing the same sort of stuff as you. And guys, for us... If you want to leave a review, you want to share this with a friend, you want to motivate them, they might be lacking motivation, share this podcast. Um, but team, make your declaration that 2024, put it, be loud and proud about this. Tag us on social media if you are going to make a declaration. 2024, I'm going to crush some goals with my health and fitness. Write down what your goals are. Put it on your stories. Tag Fit Dad Club. Go to fit-dad.club. Book in a call. Let us help you get there. Rate us, review us, talk to us. Let us know what you want the podcast podcast to be about next week and until then have a great continual start to 2024 guys and that's it for me and i'll talk to you then